How about this point? Floor is lava. Oh, yeah. This is the Midlife Mischief Club podcast with John and Alvin. Today's guest is Drew Diefenbach, premier tennis and pickleball player, head coach and founder of Paragon Pickleball in Concord, California. Drew, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, uh, what your background is and, and really how you got into pickleball? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up playing tennis my whole life um, in this area, the East Bay, and uh, basically been a high level tennis player my whole life. Um, And then started seeing pickleball around 2019. A friend of mine suggested maybe I should get involved in it. And I was kind of like, well, that looks kind of lame to me. (laughs) Um, Well, when I started learning about it, there, there really hadn't really taken off yet. Okay. So it was still kind of like, you know, not as popular here in the Bay Area as it was uh, nationwide um, or in other states, I should say. So um, I happened to I happened to get kind of lucky. I ran into um, a coach uh, by the name of Jordan Briones, who helped co-found uh, Primetime Pickleball. Okay. And basically, he kind of got me started. Jordan really introduced me to the game and taught me all the nuances. I was just like a good athlete coming from tennis that could hit the ball really well right. in certain ways. Uh, but uh, I would say that he, I was lucky and he kind of taught me a lot. And, and once you were sort of introduced to it and began learning about the game, mm-hmm. um, did you become more enamored with it? Did you say like, wait a minute, there's something here. This is like, people need to know about this. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting about pickleball is how intriguing it is. So you play it a couple of times and you're kind of intrigued by it. And then for me, what happened was I, I played a couple like high level games and I couldn't figure out like why I was losing because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can beat these people. Right. But I don't know why I'm missing like dinks, you know, like why am I dinking it in the net and stuff mm. like that? Um, because coming from tennis, like, I was pretty confident and stuff like that. So anyways, once I started playing these high level games and, and, and losing a little bit, um, I, I really wanted to learn more and, and kind of master the game. So, um, that, that's me from like a playing side. Um, my business is Paragon Pickleball. So that's like, that's what, what I do for a living is, is pickleball programming. Um, but I guess that playing side helped me with my coaching side because then I started to really learn the game and help others get better and stuff like that. Yeah. So, And for our audience, I met Drew as my teacher here in Lafayette, and he is the go-to guy in this whole, whole wide area. And uh, his classes would sign up so fast, I'd be kicking myself, oh, I missed the window to get into his class. Right. And because he's, he's actually teaching multiple classes often well, how many classes would you teach a day? Uh, some days I teach like five or Whoa. six classes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And the, and the, are, stay you, fired up. are you seeing the demand uh, kind of growing uh, since you started? Yeah. I mean, there's still like a lot of new players coming in and, you know, it's just new people all the time. So, and then if players stick around, so, you know, those, those yep. new players now become, and, and, and yeah yeah 
Uh, it's fun because you get to meet a lot of new people. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like teaching a beginner class is great because I get to meet new people right. coming into the game. So, and, and that's something, so I've only played pickleball once and I had a great time and I'm not a big tennis player, yeah. but I was back uh, in Boston and my, uh, my brother and his wife are very active tennis players. Uh, and my sister-in-law uh, is, you know, I think she plays every single day. You know, she is extremely um, uh, competitive and loves playing tennis. And I went back there and she's like, oh, we're doing a pickleball thing. You have to come. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had taken over like four courts on a tennis court, invited 20 people. And they all came. They all played. Some of them were longtime players. Some were like me, had just really never played or had only just started. Yeah. And it was a blast. We had a great time. And, uh, I mean, it was really fun and, yeah. you know, I was able to keep up and, you know, and do okay and, and hit some good shots. And, you know, the racket is a little different than a tennis racket. Mm -hmm. The ball is different than a tennis ball. The court is different. Yeah. Um, but I was able to do all right. And I had a, I had a great time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and something about that was really did make me yeah. feel like I want to do this again. I, I really well, had an awesome The pickup time. element is almost yeah. like this uh, giant cocktail party because when I showed up yeah. at, at in Lafayette, uh, I saw these people just putting, putting their names on a whiteboard, showing up by themselves, leaving whenever they want. And the unstructured part of it, I thought, oh, this is so much kind of lighter than tennis because mm. you don't have to plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to call my my one or three other partners to play the scheduled in reserve a court. You just show up. You show up. And then, uh, and I, I would end up staying like first, I think I'd be there for 60 minutes. I'd be there for nearly three hours, mm -hmm. you know, because it's just, uh, it, it's really addictive. Mm. And so, I mean, actually to digress, I want to ask, uh, since it's, it's been around for nearly 50 years. Yeah. Uh, what it, it exploded in the last five years. Why do you think it's, like just the last five, it exploded, Drew. Well, I think everyone remembers uh, the pandemic, right? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The what uh, now? Yeah, exactly. Social distancing. Yeah. Um, when it came to like playing sports, right? So golf, tennis, pickleball, you know. And pickleball was kind of just about to take off before the pandemic, because um, that's when I got involved with it. I never thought of this. And then, so. Basically, what was kind of happening around here was people were looking for stuff to do. They didn't want to just go for like a jog, you know, and then like wear their mask and try to social distance on the trail. If you did that, great, you know, but people really wanted to like do something. And so pickleball was just a kind of a natural social distancing sport. And uh, whether or not you're allowed to be out there or not, everybody, you know, lots of people were playing pickleball, sure. whether their courts were closed. Uh, or open, they were out there playing. This court where we play community center, it's so jammed, John. Like in a day, how many how many people do you think play pickleball over there, Drew? If there's a good community and good courts, there's people playing all day long from morning to night, and people are waiting for those courts to yeah. get on. So, yeah, I mean, we're at where I one of the places where I coach, you know, at the rink in Lafayette, people are there all day long, you know, and it's it's great. You know, it's, a, a it's lot not of, boring. No, and and a lot of times these, um, you know, like like tennis and and uh, some other sports, they can be kind of intimidating. 
Yeah. You know, you got to be pretty good at tennis to, to get out there and uh, take on other know. people. Yeah, exactly. And, mm -hmm. and it seems like uh, with pickleball, there's always some beginners there. There's always like different levels of players. Yeah. I took so, a friend out who actually would beat, beat me the first day I took him out. Mm. He had never played pickleball. Wow. To your point, you know. But, but yeah. it seems like there is this whole kind of social aspect of it. It's not just <clears throat> competition. Like, you got to get out there and you got to kill your opponent. It seems like there is more of a community and the social aspect of it is very positive sure. and encouraging. Yeah. And everyone, like when I went, everyone was extremely supportive uh, and positive. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, that, that definitely helps, right? Like who wants to... I would rather hang out in that environment yeah. than something that's less than that. Um, but you know, the, 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 you know, one of the, the, the main reasons why it started to take off was the, the baby boomers, right? Cause they all were retiring and right. they, they, they played tennis or, you know, but they were getting older. And yep. so pickleball kind of was already growing in that community, you know, so we can't forget that that was really kind of a big element. Yeah, the retirees spearheading it all was that. And the um, the the courts are smaller, right? There's it's yeah. like half of a tennis court. Is that right? So yeah, the the overall area with the inbounds and the out of bounds, yeah. that overall area is exactly one fourth, one quarter the size of a full tennis court. Wow. So yeah. the the one thing that I noticed is. I didn't have to run yeah. a whole lot. Whereas in tennis, it feels like you're like nonstop running from one side to the other. But yeah. pickleball, it felt like, okay, I could take four steps in any direction and but kind of be okay. Um, there, were, there were times when I felt like I had to maybe run a little bit more, but yeah. it didn't. It definitely didn't feel like tennis. It felt more manageable. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because when I, when I coach people, mm. I actually try to get them to not move like at all. Interesting. Like we go from like zero steps, you know, don't, don't step, actually yeah. don't move. And then like, okay, if you are going to move, take one step. And so it's kind of funny because it's like, it's like, I'm telling people not to move. Right. You know what I mean? But the, the way the game uh, works and, and the way that I coach, um, we kind of start with that. Mm. There is some, there is definitely movement, right? Like, you know. If you know anything about it, you, you generally are always trying to get up to the kitchen line. So yep. you got to try to jog forward or run forward to get up there. But once you get up to the kitchen line, it's, you know, you can basically cover your half of the court with one step because right. of how small it is. Something that I think is so amusing is that it has this reputation as being an old person's sport, yet it's so, so fast. Mm -hmm. And it, and, uh, and I mean, it's major cardio. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it appeals yeah. to both groups. It's getting faster too. Really? I mean, depending on, you know, who it's, you're playing. Who's playing. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but like the pros, it's get it gets faster and faster. The the pros game, it's it's still like evolving. Everything's kind of like evolving and it kind of trickles down from them because they're they're still figuring out like new shots and ways to hit the ball and stuff like that. And then everybody's getting more athletic, right? Because yeah. all those pros are playing more, so they're getting in better shape. They're getting faster, you know, more, more. It's getting more global. So people are training and they're tr trying to, you know, so it's gotcha. getting. The bar goes higher. Yeah, the bar goes higher. So, like, if you watched, like, pro pickleball from, like, 2016 
uh-huh. you know, when it kind of started to make its way on the scene versus like now you're, you'd be like, this is like, I could play pro in 2016, right. you know, like, but now you'd be like, mm, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, that's really interesting. I read yeah. some fun, lesser known facts this morning. One that, uh, so 400,000 people are playing around the world oh my God. and that, uh, and that the, the, the ball itself is moving only about a third the speed of a tennis ball. Right. But to me, pickleball is faster than tennis because you're much closer than your, to your opponent physically. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely, it's, that's kind of the, the it's kind of like um, the intriguing parts of it, right? You go out, you hit some balls, you know, you're like, yeah, this is fun. Like, I can handle this. Right. And then, like, you play with some people that are, like, you know, no, with aggressive. Doing. And then you're like, whoa, like what happened there? Like, whoa, like I wasn't ready for that shot. That was way too fast. So, yeah, you have to have really good um, reaction time, hand speed, you know, good hand-eye coordination. Because eventually it just gets so fast. And if you can't react, you're just, you just can't play with those people. Yeah, there is a lot of strategy to it. And and yeah, when you play tennis, a lot of times when you teach people how to volley, Mm -hmm. it's away from their body because... Most likely the ball isn't going to come right at their body. It's going to be to the side. Mm. So you train them to hit on the side of their body with hitting volleys first. But in pickleball, your body is a lot bigger because it's a, the court's a lot uh, smaller. Yeah, so like you're in the way of the ball a lot. So like if you can't react, you're just going to get like hit, you know, wow. and hopefully you don't get hit in the face, you know. But yeah. like, <laughs> make sure you wear some protective some, eye gear. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, because, you know, that's just the way it is, you know, and that's why people like it Mm. because they can hit more balls and they don't have to run. But at the same time, you're like, what is this? Like, how do I hit this shot? You know, it's coming like at my face, point blank range, you know. Well, and it it, kind of has a lot of um, uh, aspects of ping pong where, um, you know, the way the paddle is and stuff and the ball... You know, you can, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of smashing, you know, right as it's coming to you and you're just outside the kitchen, you're trying to like smash it yeah. over the net. And um, yeah, if you're, if you are like playing and you're all up at the kitchen line yeah. and you're, you're close, which is what you're trying to do, that's fine. If somebody accidentally pops the ball up, yeah, they're going to smash it at you. Right. Like you're only 14 feet away, so it's not that far. And then you have to like figure out what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. Like, it's hard to get the ball back. But that's why people like to play, because they like to smash the ball. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> at the same time, like, if you're smashing, that's uh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, perfect husband-wife sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which side is who, you know, who's on which yeah, side? Yeah, who are you playing against? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, are you know, you said it's like it kind of started with the boomers. Um, yeah. But are you seeing uh, at Paragon and, and kind of throughout uh, uh, tournaments or wherever you're playing, are you mm-hmm. seeing a lot of younger uh, players now? Yeah. Kind for, of coming yeah. into the game? Well, yeah. I mean, now there's like a collegiate series and stuff like that, that um, a company by the name of Duper is trying to uh, get going. Um, it hasn't really got into high school as much yet. But actually, the younger kids that are not in high school, um, uh, there's a lot of younger kids getting into really? it. So I do I do teach younger kids, and 
I, you know, at first I was like, I, you know, is this going to be fun for them? Cause it's mainly adults. Mm -hmm. And honestly, kids love it just as much as adults do. So, um, yeah, we, I do have a, a junior program aspect, you know, just picking up, um, you know, the, the paddle <clears> and the ball and, and kind of just trying to get it over the net and kind of learning the characteristics of, you know, how this thing behaves and, you know, how hard I have to hit it or, or not. Sometimes you don't have to hit it that hard. Yeah. Um, once I got that sort of somewhat understandable, um, then it was like the scoring, which does anyone understand how to score this game? It's like, who came up with the rules? It's, it's yeah. the most confusing thing. And yeah. I'm like, is it me? That I don't understand yeah. how to do this. And it's, lot, it's part <laughs> volleyball. Yeah, scoring. Yeah, it's part like let's see how how you're doing mentally today. Like, right. <laughs> I was right. like, I'm just having a good time. I have yeah. no idea what the score is. My I, joke is like, you know, if you don't have Alzheimer's, you know, it's gonna make you feel like you have it. Yeah. You know, after right. going through the the scoring of it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. When you teach scoring as like a group, it's such a thing. Like you have to make sure you say it in such a way that that you don't confuse people. Obviously, that sounds like obviously sure. you would do it that way, but it's really easy to confuse people. So, yeah, teaching scoring is that is, was the it, hardest part of the whole thing. It's and an, I didn't get. I still don't get it. I, it's like, an art form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an art form, and you're going on a journey. Everyone's going on a journey, so it's like here we go. You know, that's got to yeah. be a fun class. Yeah. Uh, try to. Yeah. Uh, probably a lot of, a lot of head scratching. I, I've gotten a lot better at it over the, over the years, but I still am like, okay. So the goal is that nobody gets confused here, yep. you know, and I'm going to, we're good. Yeah. And then, and then we start the journey of learning how to score. There's some secret rules too. Can you legally hit around the net? Yeah, you can do that. It's around, it's called around the post. Around the post. Oh, yeah. It's called an ATP. And you can do that in tennis too. You yes. can hit around the post. Okay. But they don't call it, they don't really call it an ATP in tennis. Okay. It's interesting. Some rules are the same as tennis and some are different. Yeah. And then um, also there, there are lots of rules about, about what's accepted for serving. So can you, actually, can you touch on some of that, Drew? Because there's stuff that you think would be legal for serving. Right. Like, like, like yeah. how, how, how high you hold the racket when you serve and stuff like that. Can, yeah, I mean, you basically like, you know, like you, you, you can't overhand serve. You right. Know, you can't hit it like, like a tennis serve. It's got to be underhand. I mean, the rules are basically if you're going to hit the ball out of the air, you have to, you have to hit the ball below your waist. Okay. You have to have the paddle below your hand. Mm -hmm. You have to swing in an upward motion. And while you're doing that, you have to bark like a dog. So all those things, you know, you just have to keep in mind. And stand behind the line. That's <laughs> yes. right. Stand behind the line. Yep. You got to hit it over the kitchen. Over the kitchen. That's right. Yep. The Into first. the correct box. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then there's a special rule, too, about return serve. You, you can't rush the net. Yeah, there's a two-bounce rule. So in tennis, you know, you serve. The ball bounces in the service box. And then you don't have to worry about Yeah, you can any rule. rush the net right after that. Yeah. But in pickleball, you serve. It's got to bounce. And then when they return it back to the serving team, that team has to let it bounce too. So what a lot of beginners do is they serve, they rush up, they smash the ball in the kitchen and they go, this is great. This is so easy. Right. But they didn't let the ball bounce the second time. So that's just one, that's, that's actually just one of those things that, you know, beginners always have to kind of keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And learn. 
I'm curious, do you prefer playing singles or doubles? I play a lot of doubles. Sometimes I play singles. Singles is, is for tennis players, it's kind of more natural. Because a lot of the strokes are, are more natural. But um, a lot of people are like, I mean, if you go to a park, everyone's playing doubles. Yeah. Nobody's playing right. singles. I mean, I was playing singles for the longest time. And then a friend of mine, I don't know, somebody said, you got to try doubles. And I never went back to singles because doubles, well, you get more action with, le with less like diving. Right. <laughs> yeah. When I, I mean, I played a lot of singles tennis in my day. You know, but I was like, dang, this is like ridiculous. And it's so quick. Yeah. You have to be super quick to play singles. Um, and then, you know, the movement's different. So like when you get to the kitchen line in singles, you know, as a, as a tennis player, then you have to figure out like, oh, well, I can't just run up to the net on this because of the kitchen. I have to like side shuffle across here like yeah. a giant crab like what is going on here and so it's it's a whole different it's almost a different game you know just like in tennis where singles and doubles are different it's the same thing in pickleball yeah, yeah it seems like with with uh, with doubles after the initial kind <clears throat> of volley everyone runs up to the kitchen you know so you've got four people you know kind of yeah, two ready to two, smash ready each to other. smash it and it's just like pow 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 yeah. Until someone gets like a, you know, a lob or something over them. And, uh, but it's just this brutal volley. Yeah. They call it like a, when that starts to happen, it's like a hands battle or yeah. a firefight. <laughs> I don't like calling it that, yeah. but you know, that's, that's what they call it. You know, just watching on, uh, uh, some bouts on Instagram and stuff and, and seeing some of these professionals. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah like pop, pop, real, pop, pop. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's impressive for sure. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Also, world number one, former world number one player. He's also a former gold medalist at this particular event. Oh, oh, oh! Diving play from Richard. The tweener, the unusual tweener, and then the diving ball. So when let me ask you about tournaments then. Mm -hmm. you, you, you both play in tournaments and help put on uh, tournaments. How's that working? Uh, what should we start with first? Well, you There's know. so much going on. <laughs> I haven't played in any tournaments, so I, I want to learn about that. Well, if you're looking for like some of the biggest like parties in the U.S., you should just go to like a, a pickleball tournament <laughs> because, I mean, they're so much fun. Really? Yeah. I like if you're like, gosh, I, I really want to do something, you know, pickleball related. Just go to a, a big tournament and it's just great. Um, so anyways, yeah, I've played tournaments like me playing. Um, I played a lot of uh, tournaments on the PPA tour, which is kind of like the premier professional pickleball tour. I've played from 4-0 up to the pro level. Um, and I've played on the APP tour, which is which is another professional tour as well. Um, I've played like in a couple of shootouts, sh shootout events and, and a couple, uh, uh, pro, uh, events, uh, there as well. So, so these, so tournaments in this area, wh where's that happening, Drew? Well, you can come on down to Willow Pass Park, you know, and play in a Paragon pickleball tournament. That's uh, nice. in Concord, nice. you know, um, 
Yeah, I've 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 been fortunate to run some large, you know, larger tournaments. Um, the ones I've been doing that I do are their USAPA sanctioned tournaments. So we have referees and stuff like that, and we have some prize money. You can kind of think of it like um, there's there's like a, a big uh, amateur base that that plays, you know, from three zero to like four five five zero. And I've yeah. heard it's multi day. Actually, the beauty of pickleball tournaments is that most of the time you play your event all in one day okay so you're like oh you know what i've only got my saturday open because sunday you know it's with the kids and we're going to disneyland well that's just fine because you can go play on saturday but you know tennis used to be like two weekends or two days you know and you have to work your way through the draw uh, but pickleball is like, no, if you want to play all, you know, an event three days, you know, one each day, you can do it or you can just play one event. Hmm. That's so many different aspects to this because there's yeah. the social aspect, there's the cardio aspect, there's the improve your reflexes aspect. And then I think something that has a reputation for making people happy. It's like the antidepressant sport. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's kind of why I was so taken with it. I was amazed how much I actually enjoyed it. You know, coming to it completely cold, knowing basically zero about it, and yet having a great time and actually doing okay out Mm -hmm. on the court. I was like, this is phenomenal. Like, I understand now. I get it why people would love to do this. Yeah, I mean, I think most people, they can kind of pick up the paddle. They're like, oh, it's not that heavy. Right. You know, it's it's like, okay, they pick up the ball. They're like, okay, it's a wiffle ball. It's not like intimidating stuff. Yeah. Physically, most people are like, you know can hit they it, can manage it yeah. it's kind of like if you just were gonna go play some ping pong you're like oh yeah. you know i can yeah. handle this right. right you have forehand backhand the serve is a really simple underhand serve it's just easy to learn people say that about lots of sports but in the case of pickleball it is true and then you hit it a couple of times and you're like talking to your friends because you know you're not that far away and right you know and you're kind of off so confidence wise, most people are pretty confident, which is good, you know, so then they're like, well, I can do this. Right. Whereas you go and you try to teach someone how to drive the ball 200 yards, they're, they're like, I can't do this. Like, right. I don't know how to do this. But a lot of people, they can, they can and right away just pick up a paddle and. Yeah. And, and you know, the time to fun factor is pretty short. Yeah. It's pretty, it's almost it's like instantaneously. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, I, I get it. I understand why it's it's so uh, so popular. Yeah, and it seems to be no matter where you go, uh, they're turning malls into pickleball courts and uh, you know hangers and you know any any vacant piece of land that's available these days. It seems they're turning it into a yeah a pickleball court. Yeah, just don't go to the tennis courts, you know, because we don't want to upset the, the tennis players. tennis players. Yeah, they seem so. The tennis players seem a little. Uh, peeved about the popularity of pickleball, although I'm sure yeah. there's a huge crossover, yeah. right? Unless they switch from tennis right. at the same place, you know, right. and they're the, kind of the same ones pushing for it. But yeah, I mean, tennis courts are usually the easiest thing to convert or kind of use as a multi-use uh, facility. So, you know, I mean, pickleball is growing in popularity immensely, and tennis is there. They they are still, you know, growing yeah. like the, you know, it's going like that. Mm-hmm. Tennis isn't, in my opinion, it's not dying. Right. 
Um, it just doesn't have, you know, it's not going straight to the moon like pickleball. I mean, pickleball is just going like, you know, yeah. you're like, oh my God, like, I'm going to slow down here and it's just not. So, it, so it does seem like one of those sports that everyone can do together, even at different levels and stuff and still have fun and, and, um, and have a good time and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, are there nightlights, by the way, at Lafayette Community Center? There are, yeah. So it's like you can just be playing oh around the God. clock. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I have space in my backyard. I could put a court, but there's like four houses that are like would be affected by the they noise. May, they may not appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm like, dang, I really want to do it, but I'm like, I don't think I should, you know, because I'd be out there all day. But like, you know, let's say you have like a, a basketball court that's big enough. Right. You know, it's on a concrete slab. You can convert that. During the pandemic, people were just putting courts everywhere, like in their driveways and stuff like that, in the hmm. street, and just, just playing. So, It seems to be there are clubs, not, not country clubs, but pickleball clubs that are in each town. You know, I looked at my town, and there is a San Jose Pickleball Association. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like they've taken over some courts or at least have times where you can go and play. Yeah. For, for people who want to get involved, um, you know, locally in their town or whatever, how do you recommend they get started? Is Should, should they look for kind of a, a local association or a club or, or what, what would you recommend? Like we were talking about earlier, you know, a lot of them are just at, at a public facility. Exactly. So some of those places have like drop-in times. You can go out there, but really you want to start kind of like getting, you know, um, communicated to. So a lot, a lot of these, uh, places have like whatsapp groups like oh we have a whatsapp group for the club that, that i have mm-hmm. in, in arinda which is free you know you just go on the whatsapp and then you communicate with people to go out and play in arinda lafayette they have their whatsapp group they have multiple groups a lot of times if you i guess a shout out to whatsapp here but um that's that's a big thing hmm. is just getting on those and usually you can just get on there it's free, you so know. So it's just like, hey, anyone up for a game kind of thing? And yeah, mm-hmm. nice. yeah. And he's listed, of course, in community center course schedules, right? That's printed, mm-hmm. and so you can find Drew right there. Oh, like the re- the rec center kind of. Course. That's right. Oh, okay. And not only, like I was saying, not only just in Arinda, but also in Lafayette and Concord. So you just Paragon pickleball pop up shows up on gotcha. all in different levels too, right? So it's, Drew's teaching from beginner to advanced. Yeah, there's there's so many different types of clubs, really, which is interesting. Some, yeah, like, like, like I said, mine's free, but yep. there's, you know, you could join uh, the Bay Club, mm. right? And they have pickleball courts, so you could join that club, or you could join like, you know, if you're in Sacramento, you could join like the Citrus Heights Club, which okay. charges maybe like, I don't know what it is, but maybe about a hundred dollars a year to join that club. So you just kind of start poking around, you know, don't give up. If right, you don't feel, right. if you're like, I'm not sure what's going on here. You'll, you'll f- probably find your way. You'll find your, where, where you you'll find your people. Yeah. You'll find your peeps. You'll find your thousands of new best friends. <laughs> Excellent. They're just waiting for you. How about injuries? Uh, you, 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 how about an injury story? The worst thing that could happen is usually if somebody has a heart attack, right? Oh, oh. and dies. Okay, pickleball court. Okay, that's obviously the worst. Yeah, 
and it does happen sometimes. So, you know, that's obviously terrible. The second thing is getting hit in the eye. Uh, that's that's my usually like the the main thing I'm worried about. Yeah, I always see you with wraparound sunglasses. I usually wear sunglasses. Yeah, and then if we're kind of depending on like who's there, I usually look around to see like who's wearing sunglasses. Because mm. if we've got beginners and there's some aggro dude smashing balls, yeah. you know, like if if somebody gets hit in the eye, like they could lose their eye. Yeah. So. Goggles, protective eyewear, for sure. Okay. Smart. You know, you can just wear your sunglasses. It's fine. But you're, you're most likely going to get hit by the ball eventually. So I see. If somebody, if you're, if you're not really used to playing and you get hit in the face or, you know, the eye, that's, that's like the yeah. worst thing. Um, other than that, you know, people wear like the tennis elbow. You right. Know, uh, wraps. I don't know exactly what they're called, but I just seen those my whole life you know mm -hmm. from tennis and stuff like mm -hmm. that people wear that people wear like uh knee sleeves you know compression pants and stuff like that perform a little more performance gear yeah well i think generally as you said you know as the first one heart attacks it is a sport you know so you should be in kind of good general condition to, yeah to play it yeah um so yeah, but if you get, if you're like, wow, I haven't done anything for exactly. a while. And then you're like, I'm hooked on this sport. And now I'm playing like three hours a day. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, it's a big, that's a big jump. Yeah. And you're having a great time. And then usually, like, within the first six months, that, that's, in my opinion, something could happen. So. Not to get too doom and gloom. No, right now, but, but but I think it it should encourage people to get out there and do some walking and yeah. you know maybe maybe try and drop a couple pounds and just kind of do a little bit of cardio and yeah. just to get into a a better kind of general condition. Yeah, like before yeah. you start getting out on the court or or really becoming yeah more aggressive about it. Yeah, it's like what does it feel like for you to jog from the the back of the court to the net? Yeah. Like, what's that like? It's an interesting yeah. point because at like Lafayette Community Center, which is casual, mm. you do not see heavy people out there. I mean, I don't remember seeing many heavy people out there. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have lost weight. A lot I of bet, weight. I bet they yeah. have. I mean, you're on a hamster wheel out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and they're happy about that. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're like, I lost like 20 pounds. I'm like, dang, man, I can tell. Yeah. I mean, I'm sweating after five girl. minutes. I'm sweating. Yeah. Well, and, and you're going to, you know, it gives you a good encouragement to, to do it is because you'll be a little lighter on your feet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't want to lose weight usually, right? So, and I think people like, again, during the pandemic, they were just sitting around. We're all going in yeah. and out, you know, a lot of door we, dash. Can, we can go in there yeah. and then pickleball was just a great way to actually get outside and, and, uh, do something active. So nice. Yeah. Well, I, I had a great time playing it. I'm looking forward to, to doing it some more uh, in my community. Uh, Alvin, I know you play and, um, you know, I, I think it's it's a, you know, you seem to have a great time with it as well. I love it. It's time to sign up for another <laughs> Drew class. Yeah. Exactly. Drew, thank you so much. Sure. I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, you kind of bringing uh, pickleball to more people mm -hmm. and uh, we'll certainly... Uh, put your information out there so, uh, you know, uh, everyone can learn a little bit more about Paragon and, and what you're doing. Cool. Um, but, yeah, get out there and pickleball, people. It's it's a good time. Really good. Really good, Drew. Okay. 
Thanks, everybody. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Midlife Mischief Club podcast. Please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can find show notes, links to our socials, and see what else is cooking on our website at midlifemischiefclub.com.